Hey guys, welcome back to Cold Pizza. It's a podcast that we put out weekly to kind of tackle some of the leftover bits that we have from the sermon each Sunday. I'm excited for a special guest today. I have to introduce you to him. This is Pastor Matt. Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, my name is Matt and I'm pastor here at, at, uh, at Christ the Lord. <laughs> where have you been the past three weeks? Yeah. Oh, uh, where have I been? My goodness. Uh, yeah. Moving. <laughs> you know, 12 years of life in the same spot and five kids and a wife and uh yeah i'm a farmer now apparently <laughs> i mean i i don't i say that very loosely because it might be offensive to like more legit farmers but real farm agriculturalists <laughs> whatever that is i just know i have like you know a uh, hundred chickens and uh, lots of dogs and that a farmer makes you yes I'm, I'm picking up my cows on friday so <laughs> plural cows well you have to they get lonely well, so do i that explains <laughs> things um we're glad to have you back it's been a few weeks and uh this week should be a little shorter for those of you that keep track of that thing at home uh this week we uh are still rocking through hebrews chapter four um and Pastor Matt is helping us start to put down some tread on what this rest is supposed to look like, what we're supposed to do with it. So we've had warnings, we've had some direction, uh, now we have some tread of what we're actually supposed to do with this, and a little bit more than just the strive that that, um, Pastor Jeff was planning on last week. It was more encouragement, strive, push on, homeward bound, uh, you're going to make it type thing. This week was a little bit more in the some assembly required. Now, mm-hmm. um, I think that we should start with the disclaimer, unless we end up on any bad blogs or podcasts or yeah, reviews who, and such. Who cares? Um, that Let me ask you from the Westminster Shorter Confession, uh, what is faith in Jesus Christ? Well, the answer from the Westminster Shorter Catechism is faith in Jesus Christ is a saving grace whereby we receive and rest upon him alone for salvation as he has offered to us in the gospel. So alone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not saying that we can add anything to our salvation? No. And you're not saying that we can earn it? That is correct. Great. Yes. So we can actually spend the next uh, 20 minutes talking about receiving and resting, right? Yes. Y- All right. Y- yes, 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 yes. So uh, let me say plainly what you're 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 saying, not plainly. Um, <laughs> his, I get a little frustrated at having to belabor that point in mm. preaching. I could have covered on Sunday a lot more ground oh, yeah. if I didn't feel this like, oh, I better make sure people know that I'm not talking about workspace salvation. Yep. And that that's, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I haven't thought through where that comes from as far as culturally or church culturally, but... But we just have such a, an angst. It comes from the Catholics. Okay, explain. Like that's, a, that's a whole thing. Explain. We fought think, against that pretty heavily 500 years ago. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Do this, do this, checkbox, checkbox this. Um, yeah, and then you have the fundamentalist movement uh, in the States. I mean, that's where some of that comes from, too. It's just I... In the back of my mind, I'm not worried about someone in our church saying... Well, I'm going to have to go earn my salvation and mm-hmm. them to begin to live that way. I'm not really worried about that. What I'm worried about, and 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 I'm not worried about, I, I 
It's just what's on my mind, what I'm concerned, what, what I'm mindful of. The one I'm trying to be, I'm trying to caveat is the person who um, gets upset about, oh, well, he's just now starting to preach workspace salvation yep. or, um, you know, gets a, a burr under their saddle, as Pastor Jeff would say, <laughs> because Matt's pushing too hard about works and and doing and he's starting to sound a little legalistic and mm -hmm. and uh and the unfortunate reality is those people who do that then put my conscience under a bind mm -hmm. that it should not be under and then the un un um unfortunate consequence then is that I waste time pandering to them uh, while preaching, when I could just cover something else, I could just say, yeah, hey, like, like hey verse guys. 13. Yeah, <laughs> like verse 13. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For those, uh, you know, uh, yes, I was I was supposed to preach 12 and 13. Um, I got real excited about the connection between 11 and 12. <laughs> and I just studied and studied and studied right there and closed my my laptop <laughs> and was done. It was good. It was good. It was finished. Um, and I had enough to say for Sunday. And, uh, and I sat down and you were giving your uh, communion devotional and you're referencing verse 13. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's 13. Th that was supposed to be part of this, too. Uh, the other fun thing was, is there was only six things listed, right? Yeah, yeah. Someone came up to me afterwards and was like, "Oh, we 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 missed something. We we missed one of the points." And and so I'm like, "Oh yeah, cool. Let's pull out my notes." I pulled out my notes, and I went, "All right, you got one. You got two. You got number three. <laughs> and my notes literally went one, two, three, five. Yeah. I remember now the moment when I had seven, and I either deleted one or I thought it was combined. It was, it was covered by one of the mm -hmm. other ones enough yeah. that I didn't need seven. And then I just left it at seven and <laughs> the formatting didn't change. So it must've been number four. So whatever number four is, doesn't matter. <laughs> it's gone. It's been pruned. Yes. So, yeah. So I yes, agree. We can spend the rest of the time. And that's the phrase I was using on Sunday was the rest of mm -hmm. justification. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. That's 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 our only place is Jesus Christ. Yes, and it's not a yes. So let's just move on. But it's a yes. Why do we got to keep rehashing that? Mm -hmm. um, there are also other very glorious aspects of the gospel that we need to get around to. Amen. Yeah. And you need you need to swallow that. Uh, and and. And, and again, not move on from it. You, oh, it's the maximalism. You, you it's work, one of our distinctives. Yes, yes. You now, now we're going to always be at it. If you know, I mean, many of you have heard me preach for a long time, but like in my mind, like I'm always like, um, I might be out here in sub 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 point B, uh, way out here on the side, but in my mind, there's a string back to back to that first piece. And I haven't forgot it, mm -hmm. so don't you forget it. Yes, like, keep it there. Part of good listening. <laughs> I want to say, like I told you, I love you, and if it changes, I'll let you know. Is that? <laughs> but my I also wife... want to remind you right now that they can't see your hands. Oh, I'm sorry. So, yeah, thank you. So you're, you're pulling out your inner John <laughs> I'm Piper. I'm going to fold my arms then, since no one can see my hands. <laughs> my, my wife tells me she doesn't like that phrase, and 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 you know, justifiably so. But, uh, like, 
yes, we need to be reminded of, of our rest of justification, and we need to be reminded of that all the time. At the same time, there is so much more. No, at the same time, there's this lethal weapon quote, and I don't mean the uh, the movie, the Eddie Murphy. Is it? Is he that one? Uh, I don't know. He's I don't watch one. that paganism. Well, it's, well, it's, it's older <laughs> paganism. <clears throat> yeah, that that lethal weapon quote, William Lane. William Lane. He said, "God's word, whose sanctions were imposed so effectively upon the Exodus generation, is performative today." I mean, it does something today, right? And then uh, the rest of the quote says, and confronts, so it's performative today, and confronts the Christian community with the same alternatives of rest and wrath. So rest or wrath, that's your options. Those who remain insensitive to the voice of God in Scripture may discover that God's word is also a lethal weapon. And so you can go be insensitive. To me, what stood out is that you can be insensitive to this in two ways. You can be insensitive straight to wrath, which would be the way that is most commonly understood. But then in conjunction with our text of striving to enter, seeing that you enter, right, mm-hmm. find that while it still remains today, you can remain insensitive to the resting today, mm. the striving aspect. And so to your point, there's always more. And how do we actually then rest and trust and not just say we believe? That's been our argument for the past month, right? Mm-hmm. It's more than just saying we believe. Mm-hmm. Actually landing on this rest, we have to remain sensitive to that component. These sanctions are performative today, and that's part of rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I guess explain a little, what do you mean? Like it's a part of, uh, part of, yeah, explain that some more. So I, I think when you read that last one, those who remain insensitive to the voice of God, you're assuming that he's talking about the one who's ultimately just going to go into wrath, right? It says mm-hmm. the same alternatives of rest and wrath. Those are those are your choices. And so we usually just think it's the one. Well, it, the danger is that for us, it's not just believe, and we can be insensitive to the commands of Scripture, those sanctions today that are performative today that confront us today, and just say, oh, yeah, I believe that. And we're actually then going to be the ones that run into wrath. Mm, mm. The call is for us to actually do the sanctions. It's to be performative today in those, to actually have our Christian community challenged, as you were talking about. It's poking all over the place. It's exposing, right? And so then the rest is ongoing. This is what you do to rest. Yeah. Well, that's – so I think towards the end of my intro where I said – but. But this isn't really who all of this is is talking to. He's not really talking to to the third group who is who, who is through. who is still sitting on the side of of the room with mm-hmm. everything still in the box, the instructions still frustrated that they got to do something with the uh, the furniture. Yeah, they're they're frustrated and they're blaming everyone else for why their life sucks. Like, and they're they're not living in joy with the Lord, and and it's it's everyone else's fault, or it's even, yeah, I, I'll just leave it at that. But it's not it's not written for them. It's written for those who are con, are being confronted with living these sanctions now, mm-hmm. or and and rest, or don't live in these sanctions now and don't rest, and you will find wrath. You'll find out that you don't have the rest of justification. Right. Yeah, right. I liked your back and forth on that. It, it, it's it's not just semantics. It's what we've been trying to explain the past couple of weeks. It, you can hold both of these things. You, in fact, you must. Mm-hmm. 
I, you know, when when the way my mind works, at least when it comes to rhetoric, is I I'm always so much of what we say. There's assumptions working in what we say, mm-hmm. um, and I I just the way my brain works. Yours doesn't necessarily have to work this way, but I'm always like, well, but what you just said could mean this. Mm-hmm. Um, or did you did they person mean that? So when I'm hearing like even two people dialogue. I'm oftentimes like, I wonder if person B understands that person A didn't actually mean the way person B understood them, person A, to say, but those words could have been taken that way, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so what yeah, I think- because it often feels like that person receives those words apart from who the person was saying it is. Mm. Like, you should know better. You know what this person means. Yeah. <laughs> so when I'm saying the the rest of sanctification, majority of the time- I was referring to the remainder of sanctification, mm-hmm. like the, what what is left. Um, however, when we're living in the rest of justification, mm-hmm. living out the rest or remainder of sanctification, it will be a restful sanctification. Yeah, the double meaning. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that that's not the—I don't think that was the— point of that passage the restfulness of sanctification i think at least those verses 11 and 12 uh are speaking more of the the working out the rest of the mm-hmm. remainder of sanctification so mm-hmm. that's why i didn't i didn't push hard on the sa- by, the, by the word yeah. the other meaning i pushed hard on the remainder <clears throat> of sanctification but i wanted i actually wanted your mind to wander back and forth between mm-hmm. the remainder or the restfulness. Like mm-hmm. I, I actually want your mind, and this was this was super intentional on the rhetoric side. I want your mind even now to connect like synonymously the working out the rest of sanctification, the remainder, based on the rest of justification. And be thinking also the rest, like the restfulness of sanctification. Mm -hmm. Those three things go together. Sanctification is a internal soul, spirit, restful thing. Mm -hmm. When you are actively working the rest of it out while resting in justification. Yeah. It's it's a glorious, enjoyable, and and as apparently is my word, delightful <laughs> thing. Delightful is not one of the fruit of the spirit. I mean, yeah, but, it should be. But yeah, so that I mean, that's the kind of fruit that you'll see coming out of that person whose rest remainder is rest mm-hmm. quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was as my phrase is super helpful. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so shifting into then at the assembly component, uh, you you have the those who still can't believe that there's some assembly required. You press into some more of making that jump. Yeah, I, and the I, challenge that I suppose comes from those who struggle. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to rem- uh, let me go back and find those three categories. Uh, some of us have lots built was category one. We're enjoying the journey, flipping from page to page, putting one piece together after the next, excited to turn the page, building, building, and building. That was category one. <clears throat> Two, some of you are building, but you feel like it's drudgery. 
uh, I'll just sit over here and admire the garbage I bought from Ikea uh, or Walmart, you know, wherever you get your garbage from. Um, <laughs> I second that. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. I'm a furniture I, builder. I have, I have some of it too. <clears throat> um, yeah, I did feel like I was using a metaphor that, that Rusty would appreciate. I was um, all over it. I was happy you wore flannel. <laughs> the flannel you bought me. That's true. Uh, you and Jess. Um, and for those people, those are the people who are dancing uh, in and out of resting in their justification. Mm -hmm. so, so category one are the people that are resting in their justification. And they're building, building, building. Whole hog. It's, it's yep. joy. Like it's, it's, it's not without its struggles, but it's joy. And those who, who are not excited about the rest of sanctification or, or, uh, these drudgery, you're choosing instead of resting in, uh, justification through Christ alone, you're oftentimes resting in your junk from Ikea. Mm -hmm. that, that was the, the point there. Um, you're just willing to settle for your mud pies in the slum versus your holiday at the beach, like C.S. Lewis says. Um, and then and then here to our point, the third category is some of you still can't believe assembly is required. You're frustrated that the furniture is still in the box, mm -hmm. and you love blaming other people for your stupidity. Mm -hmm. Even though it did come with batteries, you have power of the Holy Spirit. So, funny note, That's I. my next comment was, that's why some of you <coughs> still drink milk. Mm -hmm. um, in my notes, it says still drinking soy milk. That's, that's oh. what it actually how it's written, but... Yep. Makes sense. <laughs> and then when someone hands you a steak, you make some sort of excuse to not eat it. Uh, like my five-year-old not wanting to finish her plate. And, um, yeah, I just, there's... That's later. That's chapter five. Yes, that's coming. That's coming. This is a, a foreshadow. I think the, the thing that I was trying to press in there pastorally is our tendency... Um, when we cannot prove ourselves via resting in something other than Jesus. Uh, we don't like to take the blame for that. Oh, yeah. I, we may be saying the same thing right now, but I'm, I'm not sure. To me, when you said that, that statement, I think of um, kind of my spiritual heritage, which I will go ahead and disclaim. I'm very thankful for and always say that. Uh, but the the challenge was, I got saved, so the saving's done. Now, what do the rest of the Christian bookstores, what are they filled with? How to somehow know this Savior finally better, and better yet, it only takes five minutes, maybe a minute, depends on which book you buy. And yeah. I'm going to live in that spiritual state for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. The work's done because I bought the finished product. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, I feel as if it, none of it coming together. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it's not even, I uh, can't believe some assemblies require. It's like, don't even realize that you haven't opened the box yet. <laughs> yeah. The package has been delivered. It's like Schrodinger's dresser. I mean, <laughs> this, this is this is how I read, uh, like, uh, Ephesians 1. Like, like, you've been chosen and predestined. You've been sealed in the spirit. Uh, like the package is there it, mm -hmm. it, and it's yours. It is truly yours. It is on your property. It's in your possession. It is yours. You are his and he is yours, mm -hmm. but you're going to spend out the rest of eternity 
unpackaging that box, mm-hmm. assembling the gift. Mm-hmm. Now, you're going to do that by the Word of God, and you're going to do that uh, by the power of the Spirit and the God's grace and mercy to you. Like, mm-hmm. But it's still your hands, and it's still your mind, and it's it's still your doing. It's, it's just like how the Lord wrote the Scriptures. Mm-hmm. He didn't just come down and just and just write it. He wrote it through the fingertips and the minds of men, mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, so I just our I think our our by and large temptation just is to blame when we get into that moment, <clears throat> blame everybody else. Mm-hmm. I see this frequently when when people leave churches. Uh, it was the snake when people. It was left, the woman when people have left here. Not all of them, but frequently. Where they just like it is more common than not that that they're sitting and they're frustrated with the package across the room. Mm-hmm. Like, why isn't my life like it should be? Why isn't my marriage like it should be? Why isn't my walk with Jesus like it should be? And I'm sitting over here going, like, look, uh, the package is still sitting over there by the door. You haven't even brought it in the house yet. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, and you keep getting reminded of that passage every week. Oh yeah, every week. There's an alert from your phone: the Amazon package delivered. Yeah, they package delivered. Do something with it now. Mm-hmm. Don't get mad at the Amazon guy for your lack of enjoyment of the package when you won't bring it in the house and do something with it. Yeah. Well, this is. Yeah, to your foreshadowing earlier, that goes straight to my passage coming up in a couple of weeks. The, 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 the fault of the person not being where they're supposed to be, he says, is because they're dull in hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here, the last thing I'll say before we move on, unless you want to keep talking about something there, but is that here's the thing. I, it's really easy for us at this moment to think, oh, okay, well, so-and-so. But, but I want everyone to be warned at any moment you could begin leaving the package on the porch or, or, or quit assembling like <clears throat> you turn suddenly yeah. turn the page and you're like oh this stuff's really complicated yeah oh i'm done and then your temptation at that moment even for you so-called perfectionists and blaming yourself your temptation is still gonna be really great to start blaming other people oh yeah i am not a, a perfectionist at all and when i was putting together my x carve our cnc that we have Several years ago, it came in like literally absolutely every single piece that could possibly be disassembled. They <laughs> sent it like that's why it was just cheaper compared to the other ones. But yeah, man, you're that is a complicated piece of craft to put together. And mm-hmm. I kept turning pages and the manual. I'm like, this, this sucks. Mm-hmm. I was like, I know who I am. And if I stop right now, this thing is never going to be finished. <laughs> Yeah. So you press on, but yeah, man, you turn the page of of a life of a season or whatever, and it gets really hard real quick. And yeah. You might stop putting it together. Yeah. Or on the flip side, that it's just kind of coasting, and so you stop striving. Mm-hmm. So because a lot of times, circumstance, hard circumstances drive us into the text. Mm-hmm. Um, so we strive, and then life it gets easy. Um, so maybe what's hard is not the uh, the next page on the instruction manual. But the uh, well, life, I was also, life I was, circumstance is hard. I was also blaming the manufacturer a lot. <laughs> so. I mean, at some point, even if you say, well, I, I blame myself a lot. 
at some point, you're likely that's going to be insufficient, and you're going to have to find someone else to sacrifice. Well, we're actually blaming God the whole yes. time. That's yep. my point in saying the manufacturer. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So the person who does assemble their stuff and continues, what does that life look like? Um, you know, we talked about the, the passage says that the word is alive. So what's a life look like? that actually believes this. And I just wanted to kind of riff on that for a little bit with your help. What is that what does that look like for someone who's actually alive? That is that the alive word is alive in them in a good way. <laughs> Cuz I mean the, the reality is it's and that's part of part of the point of verse 13 and I alluded to this on Sunday It'll be alive regardless. Um, it's going to pierce regardless. It's going to take root regardless of whether or not you receive it in a humble fashion. It's not going to return void. Mm -hmm. But in this moment, I just want to think about what's it actually look like when that word is alive in you because you're alive. like Or you're alive because the word's alive in you. Yeah. Um, and I, I think a passage is like the fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. We've been talking about in parenting class, and we'll talk about this a little bit more this Sunday, about uh, you know, the rejoicing in the tents of the righteous, um, that our houses, our mealtimes, our bedtimes, that, that our tents should be more, there should be more rejoicing in there mm -hmm. than any other tent in town. Uh, at least the tents of pagans is, is what I mean. Like, we, we should be we should be filled with that. And, and I think a house where the word is alive, the, the house is going to look that way. Mm -hmm. Even with unbelieving children, there there's, there's, they should see. And I imagine many of them, even if they're not yet redeemed, will have a fondness for the rejoicing of their righteous parents. Yeah. And they, they sh there should be a, a sense of that, an, uh, an aroma. I think because it's not just sentimentality, it's rooted in something, in truth. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not just we're just trying to create the next ex the next experience. We're mm -hmm. trying to give our kids the next best experience, you know. We want to have them have good vibes. <laughs> like, I mean, that's how shallow that stupid garbage is. Yeah, if you want vibes, get a five-string bass. <laughs> there was a few chuckles when I... <laughs> mentioned something about vibes on Sunday, but uh, so the fruit of the spirit, uh, holiness. I think a life where the word is alive looks like a life growing in holiness, um, but also a life that is thriving and flourishing. Um, in why I would say the creation mandate. Sure. Yeah. Moving the ball forward, conquering the next area of land, uh, having vision and direction, like 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 men. Mm -hmm. When it comes to your household, if you don't have vision and direction for your family, then you don't know your Bible. I, yeah. There's yes. there is plenty of vision and direction if you just read your Bible. That was the instruction manual we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah FYI, for those who didn't pick up on that. Yeah. yeah. So what you're describing to me, though, is uh, there's a fundamental component, and I think particularly to these Hebrews and particularly with, with their Old Testament background, then what you're describing, though, is not just what we do, but it's the presence of God. Mm -hmm. That is supposed to be what has changed us and everything, right? 
And so if Israel is the one that was set apart, they have the presence of God. It's manifested in the ark. It's manifested in the temple. Mm-hmm. It's literally manifested in the temple when it opens and the smoke comes down. Mm-hmm. This presence is supposed to be what actually causes all these things and changes them. And for what I see in the typical evangelical is that the presence is hit and miss. It's the Sunday thing, maybe. And so there's no talking about vision and direction because they're not actually knowing, loving, and obeying God. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, we make fun of sports a lot because of how people get wrapped up into it, but it's super timely right now with the Bengals that if you're actually a Bengals fan and not just a hometown supporter like I am, because I'm a Packer fan, um, then you 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 see these people who devote everything to it. They're thinking already about the next game. They're thinking already about the menu. They're thinking about what else is going on and making sure they don't schedule anything yeah. around yeah. it. Yeah, We do that with a lot of things. I mean, for me, when I get into something, I over-research the crap out of it and get into it yeah. like I'm into yeah. it. The immersion presence component is what is so lacking. But and there's a there's a good side to that though, I would say too. And that for those that are generally believers, genuine believers, we I think under undervalue the the desire shift that comes from a new heart mm-hmm. too much, and the fact that imagine that where you where you would be right now if you weren't redeemed, mm-hmm. and what trajectory that would have taken you on. And so we undervalue the past sanctification a lot, which to your point earlier was supposed to say, hey, look look, this rest of justification probably happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't have the sanctification that you already do. Yeah, yeah, that was part of my point of why you should enjoy the rest of sanctification. Mm-hmm. It's a proof in the pudding. Yeah. And so we undervalue that, and we undervalue, too, the the regular faithfulness and what that, that reaps for us. Uh, so we start, we stop sowing then, <laughs> right? Was, we, we reap what we've sown before, but then we get nervous and we stop sowing. Mm-hmm. So my point is, is that in pressing into the presence of saying that this is an all the time thing, yeah, that's uh, when you know that you're knowing, yeah. loving, and obeying. Man, I, I tell you what, um, I'm going to sound like a fanboy here, um, but reading, uh, and then there's multiple examples from this uh, camp of people, but if you've been, for those who've been in my gendered parenting class, uh, and I've been referencing Nancy Wilson's book a lot, Praise Her in the Gates, that all the time presence of God being lived out in all of life mm-hmm. is all over every page of that book. Mm. So I'm just preparing for this coming Sunday the idea of having a pleasant home. And what does that pleasant home involve? That pleasant home, so this is talking about a mother's responsibility, to provide a pleasant home, a place that is restful, that is recharging, that is celebratory, that is joyful. Like, that is just awesome. And the, the what do I want to say? The way she describes that uh, involves a, the attitude of the mother, like what kind of attitude are you bringing into the home? But not just the uh, the attitude, but what are you doing with the space? Mm-hmm. Is Are there dishes laying around everywhere? Is it untidy? Is it unclean? Uh, so if you saw the, the post I put on Facebook today that a disordered home comes from a disordered soul, 
uh, I didn't give the rest of the context there, but the context that Nancy's saying is a house that is unkept is the fruit of a soul that is unkept. Hmm. And man, that that's that's a lot. Why? Because all of it matters. That mm -hmm. that's the point. And so something that the Lord I'm so thankful to, and some of this has been even from the influence of my wife, but particularly it's been the influence of the Word of God through, I think, Nancy Wilson's daughters to my wife that has helped reinforce this in my life is just in the past even three or four weeks of, of living on the farm and working the farm has been like, man, when I go out to like feed the chickens or I go out to um, work on the cottage, there is like in me this new sense of that I am, I am building God's kingdom with the land and the animal and the food and the housing that he's given me. And, and that like, it's alive like that. Mm -hmm. That's the best way I can describe it is like the word and his presence is more alive with me while swinging a hammer than it has maybe ever been in my life. Yeah. And, and that's the way it should be when a wife is back to the Nancy in, in the mothering book that when you're thinking about your space that you're raising your kids in, um, is, is our faith a disordered reality? Well, no, it's not. It is very ordered. It is clearly in Jesus Christ, in Christ alone, and it's got boundary markers for who has it, who doesn't, for how long it lasts, mm -hmm. uh, for how it's given to us, um, warnings in Hebrews to make sure we don't lose it. Like, mm -hmm. like there, there, there's, there's order to it. And so our, by the orderliness of our houses, is that communicating to our kids the orderliness of the gospel mm -hmm. or the way we conduct our kids at mealtime? Uh, do we, are we showing them the, the shape and the beauty of the Lord's table by the way we conduct the dinner table? Mm -hmm. And that's something we talked about on Sunday in the parenting class as well. <clears throat> yeah. Like we prepare, you're preparing your kids for a lifetime of either orderly partaking in the Lord's table or a disorderly partaking of the Lord's table by how orderly or disorderly your dinner table is. Mm -hmm. Do they come to that just willy nilly? Like who cares? Do they just talk over top of each other? Is the table ugly? Like is the food disgusting? Or was there thoughtfulness put into this? Mm -hmm. Like, and, and that that kind of like the word is a lot. So when I say like flourishing and what, thriving in what, vision for what, like that that uh, again back back to one of the pastors we uh, Psalms talks about. I forget which the reference is, but talks about uh, maybe Psalm twenty eight where the wife is a uh, uh, is a grapevine with olive shoots around the table, oh, yeah. yep. right? She She's being e equivocated uh, to a um, to wine in that passage. Mm -hmm. And wine, if you again, if you study the pictures, like the, the whole presence of God infiltrating every aspect of life, and if you think about the pictures painted for us in the Old Testament, wine is always associated with celebration. Mm hmm so what David is saying, what God is saying to us through David, through the Psalms, is that the wife has a unique role to bring rejoicing to the dinner table. Yeah. 
That's huge. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, that was all not even any in, in any of our script. But when you're talking about the the presence of God making a difference in everything, that that just yeah. But what you're yes. just what you're describing is the loving and obeying. Yeah, and, and people uh, always well, always want to skip to that without knowing. Yes. You have convictions in Scripture. You just brought one up for each one of those components. Mm-hmm. And that's why we are so heavy on you have to know the Word. Yes. Like, this doesn't come from nowhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Like the, the... Yeah. yeah. We can move on to the next. The, the next one is the, the Word is effectual. Um, I, I just... I want to ask some people... Um. Well, let me, let's go back to the word is alive because I did want to say that comment. Something I cut from from that part of the sermon was some of you would worry less about salvation, meaning whether or not you're saved, uh, if you were busy working it out. Oh yeah. Um, like and and essentially that's what you said a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, do sheep things. Uh, yeah, do sheep things. <laughs> uh. So yeah, but moving on to to the word is effectual. I re I really want to ask some people. Um, do you do you genuinely believe um, that the word uh, makes a difference? I was thinking this is uh, just this morning in regards to prayer. Uh, if prayer is one of the two jobs of elders. And I was uh, sending a text to someone saying that was, they were having a, a tough time right now. So I was, I'm praying for you. I say that a lot, and I usually also do pray for them. Um, but yeah. I don't necessarily do it then, so I try to remind myself that I said that I would. But what happens if I don't? Does the sentiment work? <laughs> right? <laughs> so much in saying, does my prayer, is it really effectual? Yeah. Does God well, hear? Does but- he, what does he do? Side note here. I would count it that if 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 my heart and mind is pricked, my spirit is moved to say to you, I will pray for you. That in that moment, just in that exchange, in that moment right there, was a prayer unto God for you. Yes, I ultimately agree. I'm not asked, yeah. saying that we have to do legalistic yeah. <laughs> on my knees. No, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, but I, but the reason I pray it is not for your sake, but it's like I, I think though we think, oh well, then now I need to go, I need to go sit down. I need to get on my knees. I need to cover my head. Yeah, and, I just want. And I need to pray. Just want to make sure that we don't say, well, you had good motives or good intentions. <laughs> you, you need to follow through with things generally. Yeah. Um. But yeah. It, it, do I really believe that this is valuable, that it's working, that he hears me, yeah. that it'll do something? Yeah, I agree. Do you, do you, do you really believe this stuff? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the question. Like, the the I, worship I, book I'm reading right now says, why do you come on Sunday? That's how it starts. Like, <laughs> it's about worship. It's about the, the Lord's service. That's the yeah. name of it. And it's like, why do you come on Sunday? And most people can't answer that question. Yeah. And if they can, it's probably not a good answer. I come to experience Jesus. Exactly. That's Yes. Uh, Where yeah. did he go? Is, do, do you actually? <laughs> did you lose Jesus this week? I, I obviously my mind's a lot in the realm of parenting, uh, generally because I have five. But um, but teaching this parenting class, and 
like like with spanking there's there's so many times i've counseled good faithful parents like good good faithful parents that are getting discouraged by their spanking not seemingly being effective and there have been many times where i've i and my, my wife have said just keep at it just keep at it mm -hmm. you don't need to psychologize everything you don't need to go figure out their personality. Just they're being rebellious and don't spare the rod. Mm -hmm. That's what the Bible says. And I and Sarah and I, by God's grace, actually believe that. I don't need to go figure out what Enneagram number my number three child is. Make sure you find out what their wing is as well. <laughs> That's right. All right. So I can smack it. Like I, I don't I don't need to know that. I'm not saying it's evil for you necessarily to know it but it's i don't evil need for to. you to use that and excuse them and not spank them and say well, it's just yeah. because they're a number four that's right i just the bible says don't spare the rod and there's been so many times with our kids where i just usually if there was a lingering rebelliousness that should have been curved at an earlier age it's because i have failed because i've spared the rod mm -hmm. so i actually believe it um and for us, I think as people in the current Christian culture is that the Bible says is not enough for us. Mm -hmm. um, and so for all of those people who are worried about you adding works to salvation at the beginning, here, now all of a sudden the word's not sufficient and we need to add things. Yeah, you're right. Yep. So it's effectual this is really good for us like it's that that means when god says yes he actually means yes mm -hmm. and when he says no he means no yeah and that it really does make a difference now all my nerdness and blacksmithing and history stuff was all coming out at the end when you're we talking about you have to use this you have to use this weapon it is effectual it's a double-edged sword which is very effectual on offense it's a particularly offensive weapon. Yeah. It, you have to take it out of the scabbard. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 I. Something that's been uh, uh, pretty uh, paradigm shifting for me over the past probably year and a half has been uh, we've bought into as a culture, just as Christians, a kind of passive, lackadaisical, sit back always responding to the culture if we even do that reacting. Um, and just reacting um, instead of being on the proactive side being um, like taking the next land taking the next acre mm -hmm. and I think that really changes it should change the way you read your Bible mm -hmm. I know so many Christians that like if they touch their Bible, they'll touch their Bible when they all of a sudden need something. And so they treat the Bible like a genie in a bottle and they, they go f do a topical study on whatever, you know, thing they think is most important for them at the moment, mm -hmm. assuming they can assess what is most important for them for the moment, which mm -hmm. is part of the failure. Uh, picking the latest or picking whatever topic you think you're most strong. And, and, and what's happening in that moment is you're letting uh like the circumstances of life dictate to you um how you're even reading your bible mm -hmm. when the way we should be reading our bible is all right lord what's the next the next move yeah 
like I'm not a chess player, <laughs> but where, which, which piece do I move next? Yeah. Um, so like, so literally when I, I'm thinking about building Sarah and I's new homestead, like what, all right, Lord, what piece is most strategic for me to do next? Mm -hmm. Not, not just financially, although that's part of it, but what's going to best build your kingdom here and, and a legacy for my kids and with my kids and, um, and, and all that. So I uh, just, I was reminded of this talking to someone else after service on Sunday that even Jesus with Pilate, he says to the, where we think that's where we think of like the most like gentle, lowly, passive here, lay my life down and let everyone, you're just going to, they're just going to kill me now. But Jesus says in that moment, no one takes my life. Um, but I willingly lay it down. I lay it down. It's my choice. So he's saying, I'm actively putting my life down. Um, so I just, the word is effectual. If we believe the word is effectual, then we should live like it's effectual. And we should move forward. We should ask, what's next? Where's the next acre? Now, for some of us, the next acre is is literally, you know, in my life now is preparing the next acre for my cows. Um, <laughs> but it's not just so that I can have cows and do something cool. It's because I, I have a growing care for the kind of food that my family eats. Yeah, brisket. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have a growing care for the kind of food that my food eats. Yep. Um, and and what food I'm putting in my kids' bellies. I have mm -hmm. a growing care for that and a growing concern for that. That's the that's a next acre. Mm -hmm. But there's also next acres like emotional um, uh, control mm -hmm. or control of lust or control of envy or covetousness. Mm -hmm. You know, those are next acres. Let alone all the acres that you've already covered. Yeah, and if you're the leader of your household, whether that's as the head and the husband or the uh, the wife uh, and the leader of her kids, that you need to be thinking about what's the next acre in that child's life. Mm -hmm. It might be just to get their daggone math homework done on time. Yep. It also might be for them to watch their tongue or for them, you know, who, who knows? Like, mm -hmm. that's... What's the next acre? And, and my point is, it's back to our conversation about the presence of God. It's everything. Mm -hmm. It's all of Christ for all of life. He's Lord of it all, both internal, external, physical, spiritual, all of it. Yep. So there you go. The word's effectual. Yeah. And it needs to be done in order. Don't hang the cabinet doors on there when you haven't put the shelves in yet. <laughs> yes. There you go. The assembly matters. I'm just and trying don't, to... And don't hang them crooked. Just trying to bring it full circle. Uh, awesome. That's, that's super helpful, I think. I hope it has been helpful for you as you continue to flip through your instruction books. Uh, as always, I want to encourage you guys that this is the knowing, loving, and obeying. This is just playing us out in the presence of God every day. So I hope you've been encouraged by this. We look forward to next week with Pastor Jeff, I believe. Yep. And we'll see you guys next time.